RTB AM. I was really triggered. We don't want Johnny Sexton having any part of any Netflix curse ahead of the World Cup. OTB AM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. Off the ball, daily. Welcome to Tuesday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack. On the way, Warren Gatland names his Wales team for Saturday's Six Nations opener with Ireland. Tyke Byrne reveals how close he came to playing for Wales. Eddie Jones claims he's not the Messiah and an Italian legend confirms he is hanging up his boots. But first, John Ryan is in contention for inclusion in Ireland's Rugby World Cup squad. Munster have confirmed the prop will return to the province for a third spell at the start of next season, having agreed a one-year contract. Ryan has been one of Munster's standout performers this season, having rejoined on a short-term deal from Wasps. The 34-year-old is joining the Chiefs for the Super Rugby season, but will return to Munster after that. It's a scenario flagged up by the Irish independence Rory O'Connor while speaking to myself on last week's Wednesday Night Rugby. And I think on current form, with a, with a season of Super Rugby under his belt, mm. he comes a live option then because he is... He has played under Andy Farrell. He was part of the setup uh, earlier on in the Farrell uh, regime. I think his last cap was maybe in July 2021. 20, uh, maybe it was a little bit earlier than that. I, I need to double check. But he has been involved and they kind of moved on from him. They went with the, They do go with this model of kind of two senior players and a junior player in a special position. So Tom O'Toole was brought in ahead of him. I think they always knew that Ryan was there. Van Grand didn't rate him as highly as Stephen Archer. And then when it came down to it, he didn't renew his contract. He was told he, he was a surplus to requirements. I think if Roundtree had been appointed earlier, and was doing the contracts he would have kept John Ryan because he rates him very very highly Um, then he was brought back on very small money when when Munster was stuck and he was stuck and it was kind of a marriage of convenience they did offer him a deal I don't think it was a very good deal it's very rare an Irish province will be outbid by a New Zealand Super Rugby franchise. Um, he impressed a lot of New Zealanders on that Barbarians trip uh, in London a couple of months ago. And the word got down to the Chiefs that there's a guy on the market who's really, really good. And now he's gone off with his family to live in New Zealand for six months, which is an amazing thing to be able to do. So um, if it rounds off and I'm getting another Munster, a third a third act with Munster, he's earned it. I mean, no one spent their cereal by the way he did. I mean, that was... He could have earned himself a couple of contract offers from France as well, the way he played on Sundays. Um, it was really impressive. And it wasn't just the scrummaging. It was around the park. It was on the breakdown. It was his handling. He looked like he was ready to play. He looked like he he was ready to adapt to the new way Munster are playing, which is in line with the way Ireland play. And I think, you know, if you think that Tom O'Toole isn't getting his game for Ulster, and has been a long-term project, but when it comes to the World Cup, we're not investing in anything anymore. We're just here and now. Yeah. He becomes a very live option for Ireland, I think, if he's if he's coming home and he's available. In further contract news at Munster, the Scannell brothers, Niall and Rory, have agreed new two-year deals. And Edwin Edogbo has agreed senior terms with the province. The lock made his Munster debut earlier this season, going on to put in a number of impressive performances in his seven outings so far. 20-year-old Edogbo will remain an academy player next season, with a two-year deal kicking in in the summer of 2024. Warren Gatland has named his Wales sides to play Ireland in Saturday's Six Nations opener. Lee Halfpenny has been named to start, having not played for Wales since their summer international win over Canada in 2021. After impressing in his November debut against the Wallabies, there's a first Six Nations start for Osprey centre Joe Hawkins. Having missed their autumn series through injury, Dan Bigger returns to start at out half. Outdoing Halfpenny's absence, Reese Webb could make a first international appearance since the autumn of 2020 with the Ospreys scrum half among the Wales replacements. 
That team in full has Halfney at fullback with Josh Adams and Rio Dyer on the wings. Joe Hawkins starts at inside centre with George North outside him. There's a halfback pairing of Dan Bigger and Thomas Williams. In the front row, Osprey's props Gareth Thomas and Thomas Francis have captain Ken Owens between them at hooker. In the second row, Alan Wynne Jones is partnered by Adam Beard. Jack Morgan is the junior partner in the back row, earning just his seventh cap, but we'll have Justin Tipperick and Lupe Faletau beside him. Gatlin, meanwhile, has been impressed from what he's seen so far from Hawkins at centre. Yeah, I just thought, I thought he was really, really good against um, Australia for you know the, when he was on uh, for that game and his, his first start. Uh, he's a really tidy footballer. Uh, Neil Jenkins potentially thinks he'll he'll be a ten, you know, as, a, as an option because he's he's played there before. He's got a lot of the a lot of those skills. Um, there's been some real competition in that 12 position. I think uh, Kieran Williams has been outstanding in the last week or so. Uh, we know the experience that Nick's had also. Um, some some nice touches from, from Mason Grady uh, as well. So I'm really excited about you know, the midfield and, and the potential of that going forward. And so you know, for Joe, it's just uh, a little bit of continuity. That's sort of probably the familiarity with that um, him and George in the midfield that have played to be, together and the experience that he's going to have inside and outside him as well so um, yeah, he's just he's a lovely footballer and I just felt that I wanted to give him the reassurance and confidence from that performance he had against Australia to, to start again And Gatland has no issue with Wales being labelled as underdogs against his former employers this Saturday I think all the Welsh like to be underdogs don't they so yeah it's I suppose it's, the expectation is the only expectation that we put on ourselves and and um, we know how good a team they are and you don't become number one team in the world without consistency and performance. There are a lot of players from representing from, from Leinster and obviously they're one of the form teams in, in World Club Rugby really just with their success and consistency uh, of performances. So we we realise what a challenge that's going to be and you know they've got the continuity and being unbeaten in the autumn as well, uh, the confidence they'll bring. So there's going to be a, a, ch- a challenge for us. But um, you know, that sort of underdog tag is, is, is something that um, you know found in the past that the Welsh boys kind of tend to relish, and, and, and they like um, you know people writing them off because it tends to does tend to motivate them. And so hopefully. I'm confident we're going to give a really good account of ourselves on Saturday and give a good performance. International transfers appear to be all the rage this season with Ben Healy and John Cooney both heading for Scotland. This weekend's fixture sees Tyg Byrne return to the country where he made his name during a two-year stint with the Scarlets. The Munster forward was asked today if playing for Wales was ever on the cards for him. I only want to play for Ireland, that was the reality. And um, I think when it was, it became a talking point that I had opportunity to play for Ireland um, the only thing I wanted to do was come back and play for Ireland so you know I, had a, I didn't have a co- conversation with with, uh, with with Warren but uh, I did have a conversation with Wayne before I left Scarlet's and he he tried to encourage me to stay because he did say that the World Cup was the following year and I'd be qualified for it and all that but I think I had made my decision already that that's I'd wanted to wear green for the World Cup, not to be in red. So um, it, it didn't really cross my mind too much, to be honest, because I, I want to play in green. Now, if I felt I didn't 
have a chance, maybe it would have been a different different conversation. Eddie Jones has held his first news conference since returning as Australia head coach. As he begins his second spell in charge of the Wallabies, Jones issued a rallying cry asking for everyone involved in Australian rugby to play their part in building what he hopes will be a winning side. Despite telling the assembled media today that he's not, in fact, the Messiah, Jones has a very simple aim with the Wallabies. We've got to win the World Cup. Our target's to win the World Cup. We win the World Cup. It changes things for, for rugby in Australia. So our target's to win the World Cup. Then we'll worry about what happens after that. And to win the World Cup, yeah, we're going to take this talented group of players who are going to have to work together uh, to make a team that has a competitive edge over the rest of the world. And if you look at world rugby at the moment, there's six teams not separated by, by a, a cigarette paper. Yeah, they're, they're so tight... And the team that learns the most over the next nine months will be the team that lifts the uh, William Webb Ellis Trophy in, in Stud de France on the 28th of October at about 11pm. And we're intending that to be us. Um, and then, then from that, kids will want to play rugby. You know, you saw out there, we went out to school, out, the kids there, there were Year 7 kids, most of them played soccer. Yeah, because they've watched the Socceroos, they're excited about what the Tildes are going to do in the in the Women's World Cup, uh, and there was a small number of rugby. When we were at school here, when Gary and Mark and Glenn and Storzy were here, you know, it would have been the opposite. They were all rugby kids and a little bit, a few kids would play, play soccer. So we, we need to create role models and we need to create heroes for the young kids. And finally, Sergio Paris insists he will be retiring at the end of this season. The legendary Italy number no. 8 initially said he'd retire after the 2019 World Cup. That then became 2021, but this time the 39-year-old has committed to stepping away in June. Paris isn't in the Italy Six Nations squad this season, but he told Rugby Rama in France that he hasn't given up hope of adding to his 142 at Zuri Caps this season. Currently with Toulon, Paris has won two top 14 titles and a Challenge Cup during his near 20-year professional career. That's it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feed and to give us all of your positive feedback as well. My name is Richie McCormack and there will be more Rugby Daily for you tomorrow.